0: The devotional podcast ministry of Bible Fellowship Church. Let's Talk is designed to give you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. I was recently reminded by someone that God never seems to be in a hurry. In fact, it seems like God purposely works times of waiting into each of our lives. I'm not talking about the normal day-to-day waiting, like waiting in line at the grocery store or waiting for dinner to be ready there's another kind of waiting. It's the kind of waiting that we remember at Advent, an intentional season of waiting. It's the kind of waiting we experience as we pray over a long period of time for someone we love to turn to Christ, or the kind of waiting it takes to work through grief or heal from a serious injury. It's the kind of waiting that's often accompanied by a deep burden and seems to move at a much slower pace than we would ever choose. It's that kind of waiting that we're called to remember during Advent as we wait for Christmas Day and as we wait for Christ to come again. So what's the purpose of all this waiting? Scripture actually has quite a bit to say about how to handle these periods of of waiting. In fact, it's a theme that comes up often, especially in the Psalms. Let's start with Psalm 27, verse 14. Notice the commanding bookends on this verse with the clear instructions in between. Psalm 27:14 14 says this, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. We get the impression from this verse that waiting is not to be time wasted, but instead a time of growing and encouragement. Something we're likely to miss unless we submit to God's timing over the wait. The Israelites were waiting in slavery over 400 years in Egypt, and then there was 70 years' captivity for the Jews in Babylon many years later. These might seem like wasted years with nothing much happening, but in reality we find that God was at work during those years, working in the lives of individuals and preparing the ground for what was to come. In fact, God is still using those years every time we open our Bibles and read those passages, reminding us that He can be trusted. Lesson number one, waiting might seem like wasted time, but God is actually at work. Times of waiting can be times of great spiritual growth and encouragement as we learn to trust God, even when it's not apparent what He's up to. In Psalm 130, verse 5, we find these words, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in His word I hope. From this passage, we can conclude that we are to enter into waiting with our very soul, with all our being, confident that God's promise will be fulfilled. But what does that actually look like? We have some good examples from Scripture to help us answer that question. Noah, for example, waited years from the time God gave him the instructions to build the ark until the day the first drop of rain fell. What did he do in the meantime? He followed hard after God, obediently carrying out everything God told him to do, in spite of the fact that things were not happening quickly and in spite of the opposition he faced. Noah's perspective on his life and calling was obviously being transformed from one of independence to one of dependence on God. It's that kind of perspective that can only come from God that keeps us going, especially when the wait is long. Lesson number two, times of waiting can teach us the importance of seeing our situation from God's perspective, depending on Him, no matter how long we wait. Psalm 38 verse 15 says, but for you, O oh Lord, do I wait. It is you, O oh Lord my God, who will answer. There's a tone of expectancy here as the psalmist declares that it's for God himself that he's waiting. Perhaps this is one of the greatest lessons one can learn from waiting because what results is a deep longing for God himself. We discover that genuine satisfaction Is in God alone, and nothing else even comes close in comparison. In the New Testament, we find Simeon and Anna waiting for the Messiah, God in flesh. And what did they do while they waited? They kept their eyes open, expectantly watching and waiting day after day to see the fulfillment of God's promise. Finally, the day arrived when the baby was brought to the temple by Mary and Joseph, and it became clear to Simeon and Anna that this child was the one for whom they had been waiting. Luke 2, verses 28 to 32, tell us that Simeon reacted this way. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. In verse 38, we find Anna's reaction. She began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Their reactions say it all. There is no doubt the joy and satisfaction in their hearts at the end of the wait, a satisfaction that God alone could bring. Lesson number three. Times of waiting are meant to result in a deep longing for God Himself. So as we journey through this Advent season of intentional waiting, let's slow down and linger over the rich lessons to be learned. Rather than wishing the time of waiting away, let's learn well the lessons our unhurried God has for us. Let's learn to trust Him, even when it's not obvious what He's doing. Let's learn to see situations from God's perspective and depend on Him, no matter how long the wait. And let's learn the joy of longing for God Himself while we wait. May this and every season of waiting be one where we choose to learn well the lessons our patient God has uniquely planned for each of us along the way. Let's pray. Lord, help us to learn well the lessons you have for us as we wait. Help us to keep our eyes on you and trust you no matter how long we have to wait. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for Let's Talk. Remember, come what may, Let's stay teachable while we wait.